Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday. As every single Monday, I'm here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If this is the first podcast episode of the Question Performance Mindset podcast that you're listening to, then make sure you give the show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And for all of you, we got a special gift this week as part of our advent calendar in December. This week, we're going to give you 20% off single one-on-one coaching sessions or as we usually refer to them, power hours. So this gives you the chance to book a single one-on-one coaching session with either myself or Laura without having to sign up for a whole coaching program. And that with a discount. So to book it, go to mindic.eu slash store and tick in the code coaching 20 off in the discount code field. Remember, this is only valid for this week, meaning 4th till 10th of December, and you'll find the link to the store and the code also in the show notes. Now, today's episode is all about learning to trust your feeling while riding. And when I say trusting your feeling while riding, what I refer to is trusting a part of you that in Tim Galway's inner game theory is referred to self too. A few episodes back, I introduced you to this concept quickly, but as this concept certainly deserves its own more ingoing explanation, in this episode, I'll explain it in greater detail. Also, I will share with you a personal story that brings this concept to life for you. So first things first, what is the inner game and what is self one and what is self two? So the inner game is a theory, as I already mentioned, developed by Tim Galway, where he talks about that each person has two selves inside of them. To keep things simple, he refers to them as self one and self two. And if you are like me, you will be very, very familiar with self one. This is the voice in your head that tells you what to do and all the shoulds and have tos, all the instructions being given such as straighten your back, relax your hands, keep the canter going, etc, etc, etc. I am sure that you know what I'm talking about. It's also the voice criticizing you after you forget about doing one of those things that you in self one's opinion should have remembered to do. It says things like, you idiot, you did it again. How can it be that you keep on forgetting to look at the next fence, even though your trainer told you a million times to do so? It's all self one. Now, seeing that self one keeps on instructing, keeps on criticizing someone else than him or herself, there obviously also has to be a second self. And this is self two. Self two is the poor person inside of you receiving this overflow of instructions, the criticisms, the mean comments. Self two is the doer, the one who executes the actions. Self one never executes anything. Self one is just telling self two 
what to do, telling self to how to do it, telling self to off when he or she did something wrong. Now, what self one, the teller, as Tim Galway often refers to him as well, what self one does not realize is that actually self two, being the doer, is actually more than capable of doing the job without instructions of self one. In fact, more often than not, all self one's instructions are doing is messing up self two. When self one is instructing self two, all it does is creating tension in the wrong muscle groups. Why? Because self one simply doesn't know better. Self one is not clever enough to control this extremely advanced device that self two is. Having self one control self two is sort of like putting a five-year-old dreaming of becoming a pilot in the driving seat of a real airplane up in the air. And you tell the five-year-old, you go ahead, you take the lead. And as you can imagine, it would be a disaster. Putting a five-year-old who's never driven a plane, who has just like been playing around with play airplanes in charge of an actual plane up in the air, it would be a disaster. And still, if you are like most writers out there, for the biggest part of the time, you allowed self one, being this five-year-old, to be in control of yourself too. So in order to avoid the disasters, in order to avoid the flight crashes in your writing to continue, what you need to do is start to trust self too, this incredibly advanced instrument to take the lead. Now, I'm guessing that the next question that pops into your mind, because this is what popped into my mind, was how do you then enable self to to take the lead? For anyone who's made any kind of attempts to turn off that instructing, critical voice in your mind, you know that this can be quite challenging. Now, the good news is, this is basically what the inner game methodology is all about. It contains tons of ideas and suggestions as to how to decrease the interference from self one, and thereby allowing the full potential of self two to flourish. And something that is really, really cool about the self two potential is that it's able to master basically any skill that you'd like. That's how incredibly advanced this piece of machinery is. It's sort of like a ChatGPT on steroids. And the best part about it, that you've already got it inside of you. Now, without going into too much detail about how to quiet self one and enable self two to use its full potential, Something I will share with you today is the first prerequisite for allowing this to happen. The first thing you need to do before any of the inner game tools will be of much help to you. And that is to start trusting self too. Personally, I've had a really, really challenging time to do so. I am a bit of a control freak, I'll admit that. Or as I often refer to it, a recovering control freak. <laughs> So even though I've studied the inner game methodology, I've taken the course, I've gotten the certification, I read several of the inner game books, and I knew, in theory, that self two was way more capable than self one. Still, the question kept on popping up in my mind, but if I don't give self two instructions, how will it know what to do? What if it forgets something? Like how, how will it know what to do unless I, being self one, tells it what to do? It sounds silly, I know, but self one's control behavior is not to underestimate. It will manipulate you in 
every way possible to make you think that he or she is still needed. It has a huge ego and it will do anything in his or her's powers, depending on if yourself one is a he or a she, up to you to decide. He or she has a huge ego and it will do anything in his or her power to make you think that you are helpless without it, just so it can stay in control. So as I said, even though I knew in theory that I'd be better off allowing self two to run the show, myself one put up such a fight that I had a hard time to fully put my trust into self two. Until this one day when I sat in front of my computer, yes, in front of my computer, I wasn't even on my horse. I sat in front of my computer typing up an email. Now, this particular email required quite a lot of my attention, so much in fact that I hardly looked down at the keyboard in front of me. Still, almost miraculously, I was able to type all the correct letters. And when I realized, I stopped for a second and I thought to myself, wow, I have actually gotten pretty good at typing. Now, the next thing I realized, and this is when the real aha moment came, I realized that actually, I would not be able to tell you where the different letters were placed on the keyboard. Yet somehow, my body knew. So it dawned on me that myself too, the subconscious part of my brain, knew something that my conscious self one didn't. Only in this moment, I truly understood the profound intelligence of self two. It knew things beyond the understanding of self one. Even if I, in theory, knew about this already, experiencing it firsthand, only in this moment, I truly understood the profound intelligence of self two. It knew things beyond the understanding of self one because if someone would have asked me, I wouldn't have had any idea. If you asked me, where is the letter R? Where is the letter S? Where is the letter O? I wouldn't have known. I couldn't pinpoint it to you. I couldn't explain it to you. Self two just knew. And even if in theory, I knew about this already, having taken this course and all those kind of things, I knew about this already. Experiencing it firsthand was a total game changer for me. As of that moment, only as of that moment, I got to experience it firsthand and I realized how powerful self two actually was, way beyond anything that self one could comprehend. So as of that moment, I swear to never doubt self two again. And excitement started to bubble up in my chest, excitement of what would become possible in my writing. Now I could fully let go of that self one's ridiculous attempts to control my body. Now I could fully dedicate myself to the inner game techniques and let myself to develop itself to its full potential. Because here's the thing, yourself too already has the full potential. It has the full capabilities of learning everything that you could possibly want to learn. You already have it. All you need to do is trust in it. Gain that trust in it and make sure that the self one interference gets out of the way because only then will self two be able to use its full capability. So now you've got an opportunity to learn more about self one and self two. Now you've heard a story about how I experienced the capability of self two firsthand. The question I got for you is where in your life does self two's incredible capability show up? 
What are you able to do without consciously instructing yourself how to do it? And finally, how can you begin to trust self two's capabilities more? If you want to know more, know that I have made myself the number one test rabbit for applying the inner game methodology in horse riding. I have already experienced so many cool moments and made huge strides in my riding thanks to this, and I can't wait to share it with you. Before I can share it with you on a personal level, though, you'll need to register to one of our coaching programs, either one-on-one coaching or our group coaching program, PEP. And remember, this week as part of our advent calendar, we offer 20% off single one-on-one coaching sessions. This means that you have a budget-friendly way to do a one-on-one session with either myself or Lorna to get a feeling of what it's like to work with us without having to subscribe to any of our full-on programs. So to book it, go to mindic.eu slash store and use the code coaching20 off at checkout. The link and discount code can be found also in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support us, the best way to do so is by spreading the word. Tell your family, tell your friends, share it on social media. If you do, make sure you tag us in it. And don't forget to give this a rating and a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This way we can actually reach out to more like-minded individuals and writers out there. And as always, I'm going to challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. See you on the next Magical Monday.